Hey, what's going on, parents? Happy Teenager Tuesday once again. Very excited uh, for the next three weeks as we start a series on teens like technology. And here with me for the first two weeks is the one and only Robert Jordan. <laughs> hey, Will. What's up, going, man? man? Doing, I'm doing pretty so well. It's good to see you too, <laughs> man. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Robert, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, I am the campus pastor at our Frisco East campus. I've been married now for 17 years. I've got two incredible kids, a 10-year-old, a 14-year-old that's a fifth grader and a ninth grader. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. It's a fun time. Yeah. Very interesting <laughs> times in the oh, Jordan yeah. household. Oh, yes. Yeah. So uh, to start this this kind of three-week series on technology and teens, um, we are talking today about cell phones and social media, and uh, which is very prevalent, mm -hmm. those kind of conversations that you've kind of been managing. So starting with cell phones... What are some tips and advice that you would give parents who are kind of beginning that tension or maybe they've had that for a while and they just haven't really paused to kind of think about a strategy sure. or some advice? What, what, are, what, are, what are some things that you would say? Yeah, um, you know, this is, this is definitely an ongoing discussion in our house with mm. our two different kids. Um, I would start by saying, number one, it's not the same for every kid. Like there, there's a difference between a 10 year old and a 14 year old. Yeah. There's a difference in maturity and when they're going to be ready for that. Um, I think it also starts um, with, with a conversation with each and every one of them and a continued conversation on use through it. Yeah. And I think there's some very practical things that you can also do that, that kind of helps keep them safe. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I would say is always start with charging the cell phone in a public place. Oh, like yeah. We don't let our kids have yes. their cell phone in their bedrooms, Gosh. there's a basket in the living room at night, they plug it in there so that they don't have unlimited access to mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. Um, the second thing I would say is we we believe in parenting apps for these phones mm -hmm. that, that kind of control what they can do and what they can't. Yeah. And we also don't fully rely on them. There's yeah. always going to be a way around them. It's not always going to catch everything. So we like to look into to what's going on, what they're seeing, what they're doing. And finally, I'd also say um, think through location services. Yeah, it's one of those things good. that we, we don't always realize it's putting out there where our kids are all the time. Yeah, which is it, good for us It's great to know. for us. Yeah. I like to know where my kids are, yeah. so we disable them per app okay. so, that, so that all of the other apps don't have access to where our kids yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's good. And gosh, the charging in a, in a open space, mm -hmm. that's so big. So many young men that I've talked to who struggle with pornography mm -hmm. and looking, it's always late at night. And uh, I've had some people say, oh, but I need the alarm. I've literally bought three <laughs> alarm clocks. Walmart sells alarm clocks. Literally, I've gone on Amazon. <laughs> I say, what's your address? And I send it to him because uh, like that, eliminating one spot for that exposure. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk more about this next week, you know, on the pornography side of it. But yeah, that's so good with mm -hmm. cell phones, disabling locations. Um, and you talked a lot about just having conversations, mm -hmm. kind of like setting expectations. We all know this. Frustration comes in when there's a lack of uh, expectations, mm -hmm. you know, or unmet expectations. So it's really good. Uh, I think one of the best resources that we've made so far in, in Hope Students is a cell phone contract that yeah. you can find online uh, at hopefellowship.net slash students and scroll down to the parent resource button, kind of click on that and you can download it, you can edit it. And that is good whether you are introducing a cell phone or you're resetting expectations because, yeah. you know, maybe your, your students had a cell phone for for three, four years, uh, I don't think it's ever a bad time to reset expectations uh, because then that, is, like you're talking about, apps are great. Those are great resources, but they don't catch everything. No. And and so having the conversation with your kid, you, with both of your kids to say from time to time, we will go through your phone. Maybe 
that doesn't feel great for them, but then there's less friction, I'm guessing, since you've already had that conversation yeah, and the expectation. Yeah, ahead of time, there, there is a lot less frustration around us just picking up their phone and going through it and yeah. seeing text messages and what they've downloaded. And let's just be honest, technology changes so rapidly. Yes. What was available three yeah. years ago pales in comparison to what's available. Yeah, yeah. I used to recommend Bark. Yeah. And now there's a lot of holes in Bark, too. But um, we, we have some resources that yeah. I'll, I'll kind of mention at the end, too. So moving to social media. Social media, I've used social media as <laughs> it's a little bit, I mean, it's fairly necessary in student ministry. We, I think we're very minimal in the way that we use and promote social media, but uh, I view it as gasoline. Yeah, you know? it, is, sure. it is very valuable or it can be very valuable, but it's also in incredibly dangerous. Um, so would you kind of talk a little bit about social media? And this includes YouTube, by the way, yeah. YouTube, yeah. all of those things. Yeah, this is gonna, again, another fun discussion in our house because it seems like everybody has social media, which yeah. we, we did discuss, especially with our daughter, who's now in ninth grade, that that's just not the truth. Not everybody mm -hmm. has social media. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it, it can it can be good, but it can also be very bad. Mm -hmm. So we we focus on a few things right now. Yeah. Uh, the first thing that we kind of focus on is holding out as long as we can. Yes. Um, we don't we don't want to like outlaw it forever from mm -hmm. our kids because we do want them to eventually learn to use it properly. But there's no reason in our household that our daughter needed social media at. 10, 11, 12, 13 yeah. years old. Just yeah. now at 14, we're talking through what that looks like. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, especially for the, the females, it becomes this battle of self-image. Yeah, it really that, does. Um, yeah. Even my wife has had to have some some very in-depth conversations with my daughter who doesn't even have social media <laughs> as of yet. Mm -hmm. um, so hold off as long as you can. Yeah. Um, second. Man, on that, sorry to interrupt, yeah, but on that note, when you're saying charging at open space, mm -hmm. I that doesn't, it does, kind of protect from pornography as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it also protects young women from checking mm -hmm. their phone and looking for notifications at three in the morning, yeah. which has become, uh, or, or yeah, it has become a routine for a lot of it's teenagers. It has. Lives, unfortunately. It they wake up in the middle mm -hmm. of the night to check their phone. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. So if it moves to an open space, like that helps eliminate mm -hmm. that as well. So sorry, you were going to say. Yeah, I was just saying the next thing we, we, we're working on right now is actually training them how to use it. Yeah, that's good. Um, you know, we want we want to make sure that like like any 16 year old who would be driving a car, we train them on how to use it. We just don't <laughs> hand over the keys. And that's say, true. Go. Yeah, <laughs> especially know? stick shift. You yeah. got to train that. It's, you know? it's driver's ed. Yeah, all of these little things. And yeah. So that's what we're doing right now with our daughter mm. is training her in how to use it. Yeah. Um, and we kind of take this idea of we want to make sure that she understands it's great to produce but not always to consume. Yeah. And so we kind of live in a world that's just scrolling and looking mm -hmm. and consuming yeah. all of this we stuff. Consume we consume as adults on social so media. Yeah. Much. But we want to teach our daughter to also produce and have a creative outlet and use some of these social media things for the great things they are. Mm -hmm. My daughter actually does have a YouTube channel where okay. she creates these animations. She does these digital animations. Oh, She's cool. starting an art yeah. club at school to okay. do these things with them. Yeah. Now, we monitor the comments heavily. Sure. We every single one of them. Yep. It also gives us a space to say, hey, Look at what this person said. Now yeah. Let's, let's let's talk about why mm. they said it. What you should do with yeah, it. That's how good. to handle it. So yeah. We're slowly training her in yeah. how to do social media. So we even train on bikes. Yeah. You know, we give the training yeah. wheels before you take the training wheels off. Uh, a friend of mine, I know somebody who, he lets his two older daughters have Instagrams, mm -hmm. but they don't have Instagram on their phone. 
and only dad has the password mm -hmm. to their Instagram. So if they want to take a picture or if they want to post a picture, they can take it, but then they have to send it to dad and they have to post it on dad's phone and dad has to approve what is being posted. And then it gives, like you're saying, these yeah. conversations, it gives him an opportunity to even talk about what posting, why posting, all of that. And even kind of a cool way of like, oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that that happened at school or who's this, mm -hmm. who's this friend? Like it kind of brings into those conversations. So as well as training, um, one thing that kind of goes into training that uh, Tim Elmore talks about, he, he came in and um, we brought him in for our, our high school retreat uh, or middle school and high school retreat called mm -hmm. Movement. And he talked about mental health. And one thing yeah. that he talks about for mental health with social media is to limit social media to under two hours. And he, he, he shows in his research that over two hours, depression and anxiety and self-harm, especially in girls, skyrockets mm -hmm. if there's more than two hours a day that is spent on that. So, um, yeah, that's... Limiting time is so important. Like, yeah. Even as adults, there are times that we, we do social media fast mm, in our family. That's true. We just get yeah. off of it. As a church. Like as we a say, church, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so important to train our kids in that way. Too. Yes, yes, it is. Um, so th this uh, resource, mm -hmm. uh, you can find this online at hopefellowship.net slash students and kind of scroll down to parent resources. Uh, as a part of that, too, we ha we have a list of different apps that kind of can help monitor. It doesn't cover everything. No, no, yeah. no. But it does help with yeah. that. Um, so um, there's some tips. Again, it's not an end all be all, but those are some important things that we think could help with you and your teenager. And uh, join us next week as we talk about pornography, mm -hmm. something that maybe can be a little bit awkward sometimes. <laughs> but uh, so signing off today. Uh, we just want you to know mm -hmm. if you can do this, you're not alone. God is with you. And so are we. Have a great week.